You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dan Ryan, Dean DeFalco, and Devin Goldstein. For the best comic podcast with the most personality on the web, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Welcome, everyone, to episode 59 of the Paper Cuts Podcast. I am not Dan DeFalco. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not Dan DeFalco because that's not that's an actual true, person. You're not, but, uh... I, I'm also not Dan Ryan. Uh, Dan Ryan has actually uh, eloped with Evan Goldstein. They are now getting married. Uh, they will be Mr. and Mrs. Moon Knight. <laughs> from from what I hear, uh, their their beards were touched every day and glorious happiness. So congratulations to them, and I'm sure we'll see them in a few weeks. I'm not even offended I wasn't invited. It's it's just great that well, they're doing that. I, I mean, neither neither was I. I mean, but for obvious reasons, the show must go on, Matt. It must. Yeah, so we read some books this week. You know, Matt, Matt and I were around. And uh, Matt, I, I think you, you got the, the better one of the bunch. Uh, so why don't you tell us what you read? Well, I'm, I'm going to briefly tell you about Thor and Black Knight. If I can keep my brain together. And then I can tell you about Huck, which was really good. All right, so uh, out with the bad first. All right. Um, I, I read, I always read a lot of Marvel. I, I consider myself to be a... A Marvel fan but this week I don't know if it was the weather or if it was my mood or something everything I read was just so meh <laughs> a week of meh by Marvel it was just, yeah it was I I like to think it was just it was my problem not theirs because they can't have done that poorly over their entire release lineup for a week I mean, it's it's probable, man. I mean, the stuff I read was good, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I got the good ones and you got all the bad ones. Well, you want a quick just, what did you read? I read uh, Star-Lord and Secret Wars 2. Okay. Yeah. I didn't do either of those, so that might be a thing. Okay, see? So, you know, uh, I, I don't know, maybe just Marvel was out to get you this week. Maybe. But I know Marvel's listening. They're huge fans of the show, and I'm just going on record of saying it's probably me. It's not you. <laughs> Rest easy, Marvel. We're not just, laying the blame on just you. Just so they're not mad, and they, I, end, I walk into the store next week, and they're like, no, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to buy Marvel books. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, that Marvel cashier that hangs out at the comic book shop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, they're everywhere, man. You got to watch out for those guys. I just want to cover my bases. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, but uh, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about the books? All right, um, Black Knight, number one. I I think I've seen this character briefly before. Have you ever seen I have Black Knight? never even heard of this character. I thought it was a new character, and then I Googled it, and apparently he's not. Yeah, he's been around, and I don't know... I don't know what they've done. I don't know the history of Black Knight. I know what they tell you in the first couple pages, that he's descended from a line that's wielded the ebony blade since the time of uh, King Arthur. And uh, it's been passed down, and apparently he's been a villain until now. Is that right? I don't... I, you got me, man. Um... He says the previous Black Knight, which I believe was his father, passed down the blade to him and said, you know, let's not be villains anymore, let's be heroes. So now it's up to him to, uh, to traipse around Weird World which was uh, an existing place and one of the battle world realms. And now he just goes around slaughtering whoever is apparently evil. And I say apparently because it's a little ambiguous. They're just kind of all creatures around there. And um, 
that's that's where he hangs out. Uh, yeah, this this guy's been around for a very long time. Uh, this this goes all the way back to Atlas Comics. So yeah, you oh know, really? Yeah, this is this is a very very old character. Yeah, uh, first appearance nineteen fifty five. So they so Marvel acquired Black Knight at some or Atlas, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but it seems like Stanley actually made the character. Uh, Stanley and Joe Manley. Uh, made oh, the character. Okay. So uh, th- this was a a thing at some point, and I I guess Marvel picked it up. It looked like so. Yeah, you know that that's cool. Um, notable things characters have been Sir Percy, Nathan Garrett, Dane Whitman, and then it just says Vatican operative. It doesn't even say a character name. It just says Vatican operative. So this is a this is an interesting character. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the book besides? He just goes around. Is that it? He just goes around slaughtering people. Yeah, he's just he's killing a bunch of nondescript enemies, and he he decides that he's had a job well done. He goes back. He's got a a secret hideaway where he keeps all of the. Uh, I guess you could go ahead and say all the human artifacts that he finds that have slipped into Weird World. So it's kind of weird. He's got you know like tape recorders and World War Two. Um, paraphernalia and even like comic books which is a little meta quite meta but uh you know whatever marvel is good for doing that and uh he seems to be holding together even though he's in this strange place but then um a ghost shows up who he apparently converses with frequently i think it's one of the previous black knights i thought it might have been his father i was a little fuzzy i forget did you catch and, the name by any chance, or...? No, I, I didn't catch the name. And uh, nobody else knows about the ghost. But uh, the ghost says, hey, you you holding together, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, all right, I just want to make sure you weren't succumbing to the influences of the, the blade. And he's like, no, nah, what are you talking about, man? I'm fine. And then he experiences a little bit of self-doubt. And you think, all right, well, that's, that's going to be the device. He's... Uh, He's holding together, even though he's, he's, uh, you know, he could become a villain, I guess. He's trying to be a hero. But then, for reasons I really don't think they quite explain, maybe it's some piece of history I don't know, the Unity Squad, uh, Captain, or no, Steve Rogers, new uh, Avengers and Mutants, mm-hmm. uh, they show up and he's like, all right, I'm going to have to kick their asses. And I'm like, wait, why? Why would you do that? Well, it it seems like uh, you remember that those those Marvel books that came out uh, a couple months ago, like the uh, the preview ones. Yeah, you remember that one that was like with the blood blade thing, and it influences people. I don't remember the blood. I I, for, I forget what the name of the fucking blade was, but it was like it, it, the person who like wielded the blade, like wore all red and whatnot. Man, someone's gonna. Re- really fucking tearing to me because I'm just being a complete asshole for Marvel uh, stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, so what I'm reading about the Black Knight is the blade kind of works like, um, to put it in gamer terms, like Frostmourne uh, from Lich King kind of works like that, mm-hmm. where like, you know, it's kind of whispering evil into the dude. So that's why... Um, you know, I I think people are checking up on him to see that he's not going to 
break down and give in to the blade and do bad things because that's apparently what's happened in the past many times over. All right. That sounds all right. Um, I might pick this up again just to see why he's... I mean, you've explained it, possibly, but I... They kind of got a, a reasonable hook in me. I'm like, all right, what's he going to do? Why is he going to kick Steve Rogers' ass? But uh, I'm not sure how much I'm going to hang on to this one. No, it's understandable, man. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of an obscure character. You know, that it's one of those ones that made more sense in the, the you know, 50s rather than now. Um, and I, I guess it's them trying to, you know work out you know an old character but i mean a knight's kind of difficult to put in this sort of time frame yeah i think that's true and that that might be why or maybe there's other reasons i'm just ignorant of why he's in weird world instead of the regular universe because they couldn't take another hipster in new york oh luckily he's not a hipster <laughs> thank but, god uh, that that's a good tie-in to me i was just gonna do the worst thing I could probably do and just kind of glaze over Thor number one. Because although it deals almost entirely with a heavy subject matter, I just couldn't help but point out why I didn't like this book. Uh, so it's Thor number one. Uh, it's the female Thor, uh, still. And uh, the book is, you know, at least half just about how awful it is that she's just ridden with cancer and that could be seen as you know a bold move in a new direction and an interesting thing to do but to me that was not oops sorry uh that was not an enjoyable book yeah i mean um i i, I don't i don't blame you i mean for one you know cancer is a very difficult thing to tackle in a comic book because well, I understand it can't always be entertaining and light. Cancer is a very heavy subject, and um, it really is. Yeah. You're focusing a whole story on that. That's it's a little rough, especially for like a first issue, you know. And uh, somebody I was talking to thought it was maybe maybe it's okay, maybe it's tacky that there was an exclusive variant cover with the uh, character uh, designs for you know cancer-ridden Jane Foster. Like that's that, not a high selling variant. That just I don't seems think. in almost bad taste. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems like it to me, but I, I don't. Maybe. Well, it's... why does she have cancer? Did they explain that or no? Uh, they might have. I don't know why. It's just uh. Blame it on Secret Wars. Could be. I think she had it before Secret Wars. Oh, okay. I mean, I wasn't she's, reading Thor anyway, so you she's know. had cancer since the previous you know, eight-issue arc where they introduced her. Okay, all right. I It's weird because I I thought this book was selling well, or the, or the previous one, rather, so I, I didn't think they were going to... I could end up killing her off. I mean, they're probably not. I, I would assume keeping well, her as sorry. Thor would be, you know, the right thing to do for right now. Well, that's the funny thing about it, because one of the things that I noticed was that... They, you know, you say, oh, well, she's going to either be cured or she's going to die because she's not she's closer to death than she is to, you know, being OK. Right. Uh, and and I, I mean, like Thor of like Odin is still in the book, no? Uh, Yeah, he's around. He's a presence. He wasn't in this one. 
Oh, okay. All right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, just what, what's your overall, like, thing? Are you, are you going to keep going, or is this, this kind of a bit much? I might give it one more, but they, it's not great, because on top of it being about her having cancer, she says, oh, well, when I'm Thor, I'm fine. And then you say, oh, well, why can't you just stay Thor? And she addresses that just in a throwaway. She's like, yeah, I wonder why I couldn't just stay Thor, but I just can't do that. And you're like, okay, what? sure, just, that's a you, fun. you just can't? She just can't. And uh, they introduced uh, an Asgardian council, which looks just like the council from episode one of Star Wars, and that was a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Is there a Yoda or a Sam Jackson? Uh, there's little guys that are made entirely of fire. Oh, well, I, I like that. Okay, that's cool. Okay, I'm digging it. No and lightsabers, though? No lightsabers. All and right. all they did was argue impotently. Okay, great. And then, uh, at the end, we get introduced to our old buddy, Loki, who's pulling some strings in the council. Of course he is. And he's... He's another hipster. He's, uh, gaunt. He's got you know, frumpy robes, and he's got, you know, three days growth. And it's just like, wow, another one. First Hercules, now Loki. Uh, yeah, it's just a bit much of that. And he's not even hanging out in New York, though. He's in Asgard, right? He's back in Asgard. He's hiding out. Uh, all right. You know, uh, who was this book by? Um, I forget. Did you have it looked up? Or... I get, uh, I can bring it up real quick. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking at Thor. Where is that? All right, let's see what we got here. Okay. Aaron. Which Aaron? It's Jason Aaron, probably. I actually yes, can't. Yes, Jason Aaron. I can't find this. Where is it? Well, it is. It's Jason Aaron. No, I, I oh, okay. I, I just, I can't find the book that released. I went to recent releases and it is not there. Oh, wait, is it The Mighty Thor? Uh, yes, it's The Mighty Thor. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um... Jason Aaron normally pulls out a pretty good show, though. I mean, maybe it's just because it's it's a tough subject, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I give him the benefit of the doubt. It's it's good, probably, but it's not appealing to me. I, I'm, I'm actually... I, I like the cover and, like, how, you know, it, it shows her being weak with cancer and then it has her like just gigantic in the back with the hammer all muscular and stuff that's yeah it's kind yeah. of a cool perspective um and you, you got uh thor of odin in there as well so i mean it's it's a pretty cool cover and stuff but yeah um i'm just looking through it real quick and yeah this is this is kind of rough i mean even the art is like just makes her look so drained and like hopeless yeah she's they really husked her up yeah Oh man, um, but, I was uh, thinking about reading this, and I, I don't think I could really do this. I mean, can't... I'd say try yeah. one, but if you don't like it, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I was gonna go back and read the original stuff uh, that they started doing with her. Uh, that was okay. I read that also. I I think it was just because it made such a big splash because you know Thor didn't really die; he just lost his powers. So yeah, that was weird to me yeah it was it was a bit of a odd move but, because you know what, what was that that uh it was what did they call that when they they killed the watcher i forget the event name wasn't that secret wars when they killed the watcher wasn't it 
Before Secret Wars? Oh, oh, uh, I, I know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, God. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. But we still don't know why he lost his powers, do we? No, it just said, like, he was unworthy. Yeah, and I hope they reveal that eventually, because I'm interested. It's it, it. What might happen is Jane's going to die, and he's going to do something to redeem himself or whatever, I'm assuming, and then he'll become Thor again, if they're going to go that route. I'd rather them just keep her, because... You know, they made a bold move, and rather than going back on it, try and stick with it and see what happens. Of course, you know, it, Thor's always going to be Thor, but I don't know. I, I feel like she didn't get enough of a chance yet, so I'd like to see a little more go into it. Oh, yeah, she. I think she's got a lot more time just because it would be like marketing suicide to kill off the female Thor already yeah yeah when i i mean they got such a great writer on it too jason aaron can do some amazing stuff so i i i think down the line it'll it'll have a pretty good shot so we'll see people like it not me but people like it uh, well i mean i i we're not everyone but uh <laughs> you know if uh if it's getting good reviews you know who knows maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll do good enough to warrant some extra praise yeah but uh, I hope uh, people are praising Huck, which is a new image book. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Tell tell me about this, man. I, I saw it. It looked kind of cool. I'm a little sad I didn't pick it up. It it definitely worked for me. What what it is is uh, let's see. I had read something briefly about it. I hadn't even remembered it. But that's that's why I picked it up because it, the cover doesn't tell you much. He's on the cover, and you, it doesn't really tell you much. Um. We it got starts, some uh, top-notch talent on this book, though, man. Definitely. Mark Miller, uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah, man. That's that's some good stuff. And even more, I mean, I like the line work and all, but I think the uh, credit needs to be given to uh, Dave McC McCaig. Yeah, he did, did the, the line work? Oh, he did the coloring. Okay. And the color's outstanding. Uh, line works great, but the color is outstanding on this. That's reason enough to pick up one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it, it does a great job on the lighting and stuff. Just looking at the uh, kid run in the first few pages, you could see, like, all the the thought that was put into, uh, you know, the shading and everything. It looks great. Um, yeah, it's very painterly. Yes, yes. Um, and it gives, there's a, I, I would venture to say there's a particular softness about the physically imposing main character, Huck, but I think the entire uh, soft quality of the color, uh, you know, sets a real tone, that's kind of a pun, sorry, uh, for, the, uh, for the whole book, just about what a gentle giant he kind of is. Um, yeah, you could see it. They, they gave him a very, like, hardened face, but with the coloring, you know, they didn't give him a lot of uh, jaw definition or anything, so it kind of makes him look more of a baby face almost. Yeah, he's definitely got, like, uh, real kid-like eyes. And it's it's part of his character. I mean, of course, they would do that, but it's well done. The first six or eight pages don't even have any dialogue, but it's setting up um, the character in an interesting way. Um first six or eight pages no dialogue but they they make it explicitly clear this is pretty much a superhuman because the first thing he's doing he's on like a i don't know where he is i think it's like a california highway truck surfing oh i love it truck surfing that's where it's at man and like hopping from truck to truck and 
Uh, he's just, instead of even hitchhiking, he's just like, I'm gonna ride on top and jump to the next one when I need to take an exit. And you're like, wow, okay, so there's something up with this guy. And then, um, he runs, and you get the feeling he runs, like, tens, if not, like, a hundred miles. He just, in a few frames, you're like, he's, he's not going very nearby, he's going really far. <laughs> So he runs, and then it's nightfall, and he dives off a not insignificant cliff into the ocean. Into the ocean, all right. And then dives and swims into some kind of garbage heap. And you're like, what the hell is, like, all right, I'm in. And then it's revealed with some dialogue between two women. It's the next morning, and this woman is saying, you know, oh, that gold chain I lost down the drain, it's, it's here. And the, there's an older woman. She says, oh, yeah, that was him. And she's like, what are you talking about? And you say, oh, you know Huck. He he does good deeds. That's that's his deal. And it's like the guy that works at the gas station? I'm like, yeah, that's him. And it goes through this, um, you know, brief day in the life of Huck. He just spends every waking moment in this little town where he lives doing incredibly good deeds for people like he just works at a gas station and then he'll he'll mow everyone's lawn overnight and they won't know and they'll wake up and like oh wow and then instead of waiting for the garbage collection he'll just move everyone's garbage to the dump and like what is with this guy and then it keeps escalating it shows that he's plotting out what he's going to do the next day it's like well I saved up a whole $58. I think I'm going to leave it in a library book for someone to find and make their day better. And then, on top of that, this guy says, Look, I got a stump in my field. My truck can't budge it. Could you pull it up? And he does that. And then uh, they see in the newspaper, like, a, a lost-at-sea fisherman has been saved. And they're like, well, that was probably Huck. And they're like, what is... What are they trying to... Like, he's he's a superman. So, this town knows he's a superhero, but they just kind of keep it under wraps, so... They, they have it completely under wraps. <laughs> that they're, He's just helping them out. He's really happy to not be known. He just wants to help people. He doesn't want any attention. Like, he's doing half his stuff under the cover of night, but the town knows. Right. But unfortunately, the woman whose gold chain he found is new to town... And she has other ideas. She's like, oh, well, he deserves recognition. So you know that's going to be trouble. Oh, of course. So then it goes a little outside the box where he sees on TV that Boko Haram, which is a real entity in the world, yep, yep. has kidnapped 200 women and is going to, you know, keep them as slaves or whatever they do. And he's like, well, shit. So he somehow sneaks onto a plane and flies to the Middle East, or wherever they're located. Sorry, I'm ignorant of that. Um, and then he's breaking assault rifles with his bare hands and uh, punting terrorists, you know, out of town. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what like, I do when I want to Punting take down them terrorists. out of town. Punt them. And then he brings a backpack full of candy to the girls and sets them free, just makes them promise, like, you got to keep this a secret. I was never here. Right. Well, is is he 
bullet resistant? Like, is is he literally like Superman? Like, he can't be hurt by normal means, like even even fatal means. They didn't show that, so I don't know one way or the other. Okay, all right. I'm I'm just curious because I mean he he does have that sort of build, and I'm kind of curious if he is that powerful. That's that's a great question. Uh, I hope they get to that because that's a weird mystery to have. He's super strong, but I don't know if he's bullet resistant. Right. So I mean, so th- this book has has legs. Oh, it has. To me, yeah, it has definite legs. I really want to know what happens. And the thing is, they they reveal that he was left on a doorstep as a baby, and it, it, with a note that just said, "Please love him," and they manage to, you know, in 22 pages or whatever, create a really lovable character. And, you know, over the short course of a single comic issue, you're like, I I do love this guy. I could be part of that town, keep his secret, and, you know, just be um, lucky enough to have him as part of my life. But unfortunately, that lady sees uh, the TV report that the the women were freed, and she says, I think that was Huck. And, you know, the book ends with news crews oh, no. on his front doorstep the next morning, and he's like, oh, dear. And that, that was like a thing where you're like, no, this is going to be really bad for him, and I'm worried about him. And I got to find out what happens because I want this guy to be okay. Yeah, no, me too. Ah, oh, man, I'm I'm gonna pick this up now. This sounds like a really good book. Uh, I, I I was on the fence about it, like, for it had to be a good forty forty five minutes. But I was like, you know what? I I don't I don't. Someone's gonna have to pick this up. I I I knew someone was gonna pick it up. If if it wasn't you, Dan was probably gonna read it. So, you know, um, I'm I'm happy you did. Uh, and it definitely confirms what I thought. So I mean, that that's great, man. I'm I'm really pumped for this book. Yeah, even though I ran down the whole thing, it's still worth a read. I've only been on this show for a few issues, but this is my top recommendation of anything I've read so far. Getting the Matt Much seal of approval. Uh, yes. All right, cool. Because that's a thing. Not t- it's totally a thing, man. <laughs> that's our highest award that we can g- give to a book. So this is, yeah, Huck. Don't, you could read whatever else you want. Read Huck. But this has got to be in, in it. And then I, I hope it's weekly. I don't know how often it's going to come out. I want to see. Yeah, man, here's the hoping. I, I think uh, I, I think this book is probably going to be destined for a bit of a run. Um, and, you know, Millar's done so many good things in the comic book industry. It's, it's hard to even track down a few of them. I mean, if I just had to glaze over a few, you know, he was on Secret War. Uh, not Secret War, Civil War. I oh, did yeah. a Hit Girl, um, Kick-Ass, right. yeah. Jupiter's Legacy, you know, Kick-Ass 2, a lot of great books, man. And I, I mean, Secret Service, uh, these are all like really, really big books. So, you know, the guy, the guy does great work. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what comes, uh, comes from this. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So I guess that, that leaves me, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do this. Uh, I guess the first one I want to talk about is Secret Wars 2, not the sequel to Secret Wars. Not, not I, Actually, that would make it the trilogy in this case, wouldn't it? I think 
Actually, make it the fourth. Oh god, too many secret wars, man. We gotta, we gotta stop this shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not here to talk about secret wars or secret wars two or secret wars four, a new hope, whatever. It, we're not, we're not talking about that. Uh, we are talking about this, uh, this little spoofy book that came out this week. Uh, secret wars T O O, number one. I'm not sure if there's going to be another one. Um, I believe it's a one-off. Okay. Um, so. It's the the main first story in the book is done by Jonathan Hickman. This is sort of his swan song to Marvel. Um, just saying, hey, thanks for all the fish and whatnot. Because yeah, he's leaving. Uh yeah. He's going. Where is he going? Image. I'm, I'm actually not sure where he's going because he's had such a long tenure at. Uh, yeah, forever. Yeah, at Marvel. I was kind of surprised. I I read about this a couple of days ago. And then I saw the book, and I was like, you know what? Let me pick this up. And he he makes fun of the the stuff going on in Secret Wars. The first uh, story in this book is sort of a look into his own head, where he's at the meeting for when he pitched Secret Wars, and the, the whoever the fucking head at Marvel is like, yep, we're gonna do this. Everyone, stop what you're doing. We're going to spend millions upon millions of dollars pump this book up to pump the story up and every writer's going on this and we're gonna we're gonna bet the farm on this and i'm i'm obviously summarizing a bit but that that's what he says is that everything is riding on jonathan hickman making this work and you could no pressure. And yeah and the little bubbles uh jonathan hickman's like um okay but i didn't make an ending yet and if the words just keep getting bigger, I didn't make an ending yet. Uh, I I didn't I oh god I didn't make an ending yet. So the the whole thing is he he goes to the bathroom after the meeting he throws up and whatnot and when he walks out, guess who's standing there? Well, who's that? Doom is standing there. You mean the doctor? Oh, the doctor of Doom, yes. And uh, he's in his white garb, not his his old green and silver stuff. But it's 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 funny. It's it's him just having like a kind of heart to heart with Doom, and it it's it's him. It's I guess Hickman sort of saying like, oh, you know, I I don't know what to do. Uh, what what's gonna happen? You know, if I don't finish this, and Doom is like, you don't have to finish it. In fact, nothing will happen because you know what will happen? Someone else will make a story. And it'll overdo this story. And then everyone will forget about this story. In fact, John, your entire career has been a pitiful existence. And it means nothing. Oh, jeez, what? (laughs) And Jonathan Hickman's like, wait, really? And uh, Doom's like, no, I'm just messing with you, man. Go talk to to Marvel, dude. They're, They're good guys. They'll understand. But seriously, talk to them. Oh jeez! Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, so it's it's really funny and stuff, and there's funny stuff going on before that. Like uh, Hickman wants to go get a hot dog, and Doom's like, "I do not like like the dogs." And Hickman's like, "What do you got against hot dogs, man? Hot dogs are great. I love them." And Doom's like, "They do not fit in my mouth hole." So, oh yeah, because he's <laughs> wearing that mask, man. They just don't fit, so he can't enjoy the hot dogs. Um, so you know, really, really funny stuff, and it's it's again just. Hickman pointing fun at himself and saying, you know, thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, thanks for putting up with the lateness. The book will come out. And, you know, it's it's just him again poking fun at it. Even to the end, uh, he talks to the head guys again. And they're like, well, this can go one of two ways. Either you have it come out on time 
and we hail you as the greatest thing to ever ever live. Uh, but you won't get a raise, of course, obviously. <laughs> or... What's that about? <laughs> and then uh, plan two is you don't release everything on time, and then we publicly humiliate you by making you write something ridiculous, like a spoof on Secret Wars called, I don't know, Secret Wars 2. And, uh, you know, or we just fire you. And then it has a little editor's note at the end that says Jonathan Hickman, uh, 2006 to 2015 or something like that. And again, it's just it's just a funny book, and I it was it was a good send off. So I'm I'm happy about that. Um, I gotta find out where he's going because I I would like to follow wherever he goes and read whatever he does. <laughs> Sounds a little dark for a send off. <laughs> uh, it's 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 funny, you know. It, he wrote it, so it was him making fun of himself. All right. You know, um, there was a bunch of other stuff going on in this book. There was a, uh, another story where it was Galactus had a blog and the, um, the watcher actually hacks into his blog and starts messing with it. So he sends, uh, um, oh God, Daredevil, Spider-Man, and what, what's the new chick, Jessica, um, uh, who's that? Jessica Jones? Yes, Jessica Jones. He sends them into another, the 615 galaxy, which I didn't know there was one, but apparently... Oh, I think there's all the numbers. Yeah, there, there, that's the Uncle Ben galaxy. Oh, is it? Is it the one they talked about in uh, Spider-Verse? I, yeah, where everyone's Uncle Ben. Oh, everyone? No. Yeah, what? <laughs> everyone is Uncle Ben, and all they say is Malkovich. <laughs> oh yeah oh, it's man. it's it's pretty ridiculous and uh it's it's again funny stuff uh check this out man it's 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 really funny um and it's All got right. so many different writers on it that if you don't like one story there's guaranteed to be one or two in there that you're gonna like no matter what a bunch of different artists on this as well you got uh the, the biggest one would be Declan Shavi uh Sh- Shalve sorry uh and Ramon Villalobos, big one, Kyle Starks, and Brittany Williams. So you got a lot of uh, great characters on this. The cover's actually really good. That was done by uh, Chip Zdarsky, so another great artist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, got a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a yearbook feel to it. So, yeah, um, I, had a, I had a fun time reading this. Check it out. Okay. It's, it's definitely worth the four or five bucks that it was. And to be honest, it's something you could go back to and be like, I, I, this will always get a laugh out of you. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. That sounds good. Yeah. So down to the real meat and potatoes, because that was a silly book. There's not really much to describe there. It's just get it because it's funny. Did you pick up meat and potatoes number one this week? I did. I did. It was great, and it was also tasty. It was a scratch and sniff edition. Oh, wow. They haven't done those in uh, a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid. Uh, I paid. It was a $14 scratch and sniff variant. And it's covered in meat gravy. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty messy. I had to put it back in the bag and freeze <laughs> it. So. I had to bag it. Yeah. The, the comic book shop was not happy with me when that came in. The odor alone. I don't know. Yeah, man. It was, it was pretty serious. But uh, <laughs> on to uh, the other book that I read, which was Star-Lord, Numero oh, Uno. Oh, okay. Um, I have it. I haven't uh, read it yet. Read it. It's, okay. it's good. Uh, so this this is basically if if I had to describe this in DC terms, this is Star War, uh, Star Wars, Star Lord Year One. This is him 
like getting into the galaxy. This is him before the Guardians. This is him before everything. He's still like, uh, he's got to be maybe 14, 15 in this uh, issue. Uh, he starts out, you uh, find that, you know, why his mom or how his mom died or whatever. We already knew that, but it kind of goes over it again. Aliens pop his mom one in the stomach. And I don't mean like, banging her i mean they literally shoot her in the stomach she dies and and they did that too though right uh, yeah they they totally did that oh god oh <laughs> too many alien dicks no but he's half alien oh I, I i don't know i i don't know because uh in this she's already dead uh oh. well i she's okay. she saves him so she sees the aliens come down she rushes him inside and they end up shooting her and then they fly off. So instead of being scared in fa uh, of space, this only really invigorates him more to, you know, get into space programs and stuff. And he actually starts working at NASA. He works at NASA. Yes, that's that's how he starts. And you get him inside a simulator for the first few pages, like trying to figure out how to fly planes. But he is only a grease monkey, like a mechanic. So he he's not a pilot right now. Uh, and you find out later in the book that one of his mom's friends took him in, got him a job at NASA, and he's actually on a big mission to colonize another planet. So he he's kind of important in a lower-end sort of spectrum where he's not like a fighter pilot or anything really impressive, but he is on like a this big undertaking mission where you know once this big uh colonization ship is ready he's going to be a part of that however hmm. he can't keep to himself and uh while these guys are trying to figure out how to drive a kree warship like the the big fighter pilots yeah he butts in and is like no you need to do this you're doing it wrong and they're like yeah whatever bitch and he socks one of them in the face now you can imagine he probably got in some trouble for that. Yeah. He got in a shit ton of trouble for that, actually. He gets uh, ejected from the, the big mission, this whole colonization thing, and he's going to be reassigned. Zero tolerance. Yeah, I guess so, man. Kind of sucks for him. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, is this really how it's going to go down for him? And he sort of asks himself that. He's like, is this... Is this really what I want? Is this is this how I want to live my life? You know, my mom always wanted me to live my life to the fullest. And then he kind of gives a look up through the panel at us, and he's like, I'm not going to let her down. So before he gets reassigned, he hops into that Kree warship and puts his skills to the test. These uh, fighter pilots come after him being like, we're going to shoot this asshole down. And he, I owe him one for punching me in the face anyway. So, so he punched a, a pilot? Yeah, he punched the pilot in the face. Oh, geez. So, you know, they're about to just rain hell upon him because he stole alien tech right now. Like, he, he wasn't allowed to fly that plane. He, that's going against the rules. So as they're about to fire upon him, lo and behold, he figures out how to get the warp drive working on this thing, and he blasts the fuck out of there. The good All news right. in is is that's what they were looking for in this uh, in this NASA uh, mission was they needed to know how to get this Cree warp drive working so they could sort of reverse engineer it to work on the um, big ship that they got going on. But up until this point, even the best fighter pilots could not coax this warp drive to work. 
Turns out good old Pete here could do it in one shot without even flying the thing before. And so begins a lifetime of heroism. Well, well, you would think so. You would think so. But he makes it out of uh, hyper hyperspace, light space, whatever, warp drive, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the ship just ends up dying on him. So he's kind of floating in space, punching the crap out of things, being like, damn it, why? This was going so well. And that, that's how the book leaves off. And we get a little spoiler at the end of this book showing uh, Yondu cheek to cheek with uh, Pete at the, uh, at the end for a, a teaser for next issue. So this is going to be his whole life growing up, which I'm really excited for because, I, I you know, the Guardians of the, of the Galaxy stuff might have touched on that, but this is going to be pretty narrowed down to just him and just his story which i'm sure is going to go much better than the drax story that they have going on right now which is great at the moment but there's not really a lot you can do with drax there's way more you can do with uh star lord so i'm really excited to see where this goes it was a great book uh i did skip some things uh here and there so there's still more to read and figure out and i i there, there's really nothing, nothing wrong with this book. Uh, art was by Javier Garon, and it was, it was great. Uh, plenty of color, and it was well written. Sam Humphreys uh, did a great job writing it. And, oh yeah, uh, Sam. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, anyone would be smart to pick up this book. Also, the cover's kind of cool. It's uh, got Star Lord with his helmet off, and he's wearing his little face mask and whatnot. And he's in a NASA suit and all that. So, you know, uh I was I was iffy about this because I thought I was gonna get like another cheesy, well Drax split up so let's see what Star Lord's doing type book. But no, this is an origin story about where Peter Quill comes from, and this is this is gonna be great. I'm I'm really really pulling for this book. It will have my money every month. Good. Yeah. So I think that is it, Matt. Did you have anything else you want to mention? Um. I don't know. Uh, I was just thinking, like, it's funny that you said Yondu shows up, because I was a fan of Guardians before the movie, and it was different. The movie changed things up a lot, and one of the things was uh, the character Yondu was a character from the year 3000, and they adapted him for the movie to be a contemporary character, but now he's back in comic continuity i don't how are they is this post secret wars they can do whatever they want well they, kind didn't, of thing? they didn't say it was yondu so oh, okay you know it just it looked like him it was the blue skin he had the weird mohawk thing going on so they're just gonna call him michael rooker yeah you know what if they did i wouldn't hate that if he looked like he didn't look like michael rooker which upset me but i'm willing to live with it if he sounds like michael rooker <laughs> How can you um? How can you put that to print? Uh, have you heard Michael Rooker talk? He sounds like a hillbilly sometimes. Well, yeah, you hear him. Oh, like, you could put a southern draw on him. All right. I'm I'm just saying. Like I I mean I I like Michael Rooker a lot. So, uh, you know um. You you bring up a good point. How they're gonna adapt that? I I think that. That movie guardians of the galaxy did way better than they expected it to do i think that's probably true so 
you know, they scrambled for a bit trying to add in these Guardians books, and they still really haven't hit their notch because separately, these characters don't have long-lasting storylines. They they just don't. Um, you know, they they each have these kind of one-point gimmicky type things for the most part. Besides Star Lord, there's more to do there. Well, there's a there's a funny thing though, because I was the, my favorite comic. Maybe still, <laughs> except for, you know, like, Huck now. But really, my favorite uh, series was The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, the comics, not the movie Volume 2, which isn't out That's yet. That's not out yet. <laughs> um, but it was pre the movie, and all the characters were similar, but they were really much different. And some of them had uh, much more legs, to their uh to their uh personalities and stories like there was way more going on with Gamora there was a lot more going on with Drax he doesn't even behave the same well that that's the thing like when this movie rebooted Marvel has seems to have this problem where if if they have a movie go that these characters need to act like the guys in the movie they they have to there's nothing else about it that's what it is and i i mean for a while they were trying to do that with Iron Man and it just the the comics weren't adding to the movies, you know. I just want to yeah. read Iron Man. I don't it doesn't need to be Robert Downey Jr. It could it could be Tony Stark. That's okay. Um Yeah. And I they finally figured that out and they kind of just went their own way with Tony Stark and uh same same thing with Hulk. You don't need to have, you know, the Hulk reflect the guy on the TV. That's 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 fine. We don't need it. It's it's okay, um, you know. So, so, they've, so on and they've so come forth. through okay, but now the guardians are really getting shifted way towards the movie. Well, I, I, and they've tried it so many times already. I mean, you had, a, I think you had a guardians book already, and that didn't last too long. Then you had no. a rocket raccoon book, which it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I think they rebooted that twice, and it didn't work either time. Oh, well, I mean, the, the Scotty Young book was really fun. It was fun, but, you know, there's, there's not s substance to it, and that's no, that's the no. problem. When you don't have substance to a book, it's just it's going to fall flat in its face after a while. There's only so many times you could just make silly jokes and get away with it. There's a lot of times, but only so many. Of course. Yeah, you know, um, so here's the hoping. Maybe this is a good start. Maybe they can build upon this. And, you know, maybe Marvel should go back to a more different time for the Guardians. Because, I mean, Drax has had successful stories, and so has Gamora. It's just it hasn't happened lately. So, Sorry, that's a cat. It's, um, I, I thought you were squeaking like, eh, maybe. But no. cat squeaks are cool, too. Yeah, I I think they they're trying uh with Guardians spin-off series like Guardians of what is it Infinity that's coming out soon. Oh, we're doing that now. Okay. And that's th three different time periods of Guardians uh which includes Drax and Gamora and the well, I guess I'll call him the actual Yondu. I don't know if that's okay to do but the one from the future, and then a couple new Guardians, and they're spanning time as well as the galaxy. And I think that's that looks like it might be a little closer to classic Guardians, but I'll have to see. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, totally. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Let's, let's be hopeful. 
They try to be hopeful, yeah. All right, and one more thing to talk about before we we hand it over to announcer guy and then we come back. Um, so two things actually, TV related but comic related as well. Okay. We got Preacher coming out soon from AMC. Oh right, when? Uh, within the next few months, I think. Uh, it, they they got a lot of the the character cast down and everything, and um, you know, uh, I I saw they they actually had a cast list. Uh, for everyone, I, most of the guys I didn't know, but um, there is going to be an arse face. Uh, they're going to have the um, the the big cowboy hitman guy from heaven that really doesn't play by any of the rules. They got the uh, the asshole sheriff, uh, who's arse face's dad, and uh, they they got the regular cast. They got the the preacher, uh, the vampire, and his whore girlfriend robber person. So. There's all those people in it. Uh, the whole gang's there. The whole gang is there. Uh, have Have you read the preacher before? I haven't. I've only heard of it. Okay. Uh, are you gonna watch the show? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm pretty pumped for the show. However, Walking Dead's one thing, you know, when it's just cursing and zombies. But Preacher is way more visceral. Like, I don't, I don't What's know that? if they're gonna like get away more with this. Gore or content or what? Uh, without giving away too much, uh, the big douchebag cop, I'm pretty sure gets sodomized. Oh dear. So yeah, like it's it's not a it's not like a TV friendly book. Well, it is on cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's that, but I mean, even cable has its limits. So, uh, I don't know. I'm excited to watch it. But I, I'm actually more excited for you to see it and then tell me what you think because not having read it, I, I want to see what you think of just the show on its on its own and then seeing if that'll get you into the, the book. It's a good good idea for a test case. Don't read it and go in clean to the show and see what I think. I mean, a lot of people did that with Walking Dead and that seemed to work out for them. I had done that. Well, uh, and I hung on for two seasons, but... Uh, like, I hadn't read it, and then I watched it. And you and gave it, it and read it? Uh, they, they lost me when a lot of people thought it took a turn. But, you know, obviously millions of people hung on, but I right. didn't. No, I got you, I got you. Well, speaking of which, um, sad Dan's not here to talk about this, but uh, news is news, and we're going to mention it real quick. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan... I think I got the name right. The guy uh, yes, from that's right. Supernatural. I heard that. Yeah, he's going to be uh, Negan in, in the Walking Dead series. He's going to be the big bad bad guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty legit, man. Um, He's yeah, got he's, a very big role to play. He's great. Uh, it's a big role. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I know he's good. Well, I, I mean like Negan is out of all the bad guys that have shown up in Walking Dead thus far, Negan is probably the most sinister. All right. So, um, I mean, to be honest, I remember him from Supernatural, and I remember him from, oh, God, the the the, uh, the Watchmen uh, as, okay, as yeah. the comedian. And, I mean, he played a pretty sick fuck as the comedian. So um, I'm interested to see if he could pull it off, because the comedian was a dirtbag in, in The Watchmen. Or that's that's what he portrayed, so I think this could work well. I think he could do sinister, 
And uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, again, here's to hoping. I haven't watched The Walking Dead in a while. I have some catching up to do. I have to catch up on all of last season. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I'll be I'll be doing that pretty soon. It's a good binge show, anyway. Yeah, that is a good binge uh, binge show to watch. Uh, so I think that's it, right? Uh, no, there's one other thing. What What's the other thing? Uh, Jessica Jones tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh my God! It's tomorrow. I'm so excited now, Matt. You just yeah. you just hype me up. Uh, it's in it's in all the Marvel books, November twentieth. Oh Jesus! I so I'm... tomorrow for us uh, people. Uh, it will have already been on, and people probably will have already watched it by the time Paper Cuts comes out, right? Yeah. So all right, let's 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 just talk about it real quick. All right. So it was great, right? It was just awesome. Oh, it was amazing. I can't believe they would go so dark and gritty, but execute it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, that thing with the girl and the thing and the guy, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that, I, I knew they were going to do that with her, that, but yeah, with that him? Thing. I, yeah, yeah, with him, I know it was nuts. So, yeah, uh, Jessica Jones, a must-see. A must-see. <laughs> a must-see. A must-have seen? Yeah, no, a must-have seen, yes. I, I don't know. A must-will seen time travel yes I don't know, I, we, well we did it we did it right now we, we are about to time travel when this episode ends it's gonna be good to see tenant uh, yeah man I'm, I'm hearing he does some pretty weird stuff so the only thing i know about from jessica jones is the purple man because he showed up in uh an avengers series briefly yeah yeah and uh he he's looking to do creepy pretty well so we'll see what happens he does creepy well he was a uh, barty crouch in harry potter that's true all right, so without any, without without further ado, announcer man, take us away. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners, did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! And we're back. Okay, guys, that ends the show. If you want to get in contact with us, remember to shoot us an email at mail at geekade.com. You can always catch us on the social medias as well. Uh, let's see if I can remember everyone's. Uh, Matt, you are at Stuff Y. That's me. Uh, I am at Kimono underscore Vestlord. Dan is at Geekade Dan, and Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. I think I hit you everyone. All right, cool. Uh, so, guys, we're very happy that you tuned in this week. For Matt Much, Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, and Evan Goldstein. Shit, I guess I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs> you are or I am. All right, we're both Dan uh, Ryan. We're Dan Ryan. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>